Now, what thing that you can do can bring you greater peace, confidence, internal strength, greater trust with others? Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schallenberger. I'm your host, Jamie, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. Each episode is a mini training where you'll learn how to achieve extraordinary success. Steve is a number one national best-selling author. He successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for large and small organizations around the world, executive coach, father of six, and founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to our listeners, wherever you might be today. This is Steve Schallenberger, your host of the Becoming Your Best Global Leadership Podcast. Now, what thing that you can do can bring you greater peace, confidence, internal strength, greater trust with others, open many doors to opportunities, uh, and just generally provide for a happier, fuller, more abundant life, more success professionally with other people. Well, that leads us to today's subject, which is being true to character. It's interesting as we think about character, uh, there's really a a couple of different components to it. Uh, One is being honest. And notice the word being, this is really an internal quality. It's who we are, being honest, uh, doing the right things. Uh, uh, There's a different component, and that is integrity. It's interesting to look at the root words of integrity. It has to do with being whole or complete. So we might think of the example of a ship hull having integrity or the frame of an aircraft having integrity. It's being whole. This, this is what people see. So our integrity is, is really defined by uh, those that are around us. They see that we are whole, and especially in the terms of leadership, that when we have integrity, we create a wholeness, a predictability that people can count on within an organization. And so it's these two uh, traits, if you will, these two factors, being honest and having integrity that literally create a character, something that people can count on that is both internal and external. So being true to character is really based on being true to those things that consistently make a difference or what we frequently call correct or timeless principles. And these then define an outcome that we have. So Being true to character means your actions reflect your beliefs, and your beliefs are based on these guiding correct principles, and it's at the very bedrock of character. It's this integrity, honesty, respect for others in alignment with these principles. So when you're true to character, (laughs) the feeling is good, solid, and confident, and the impact is remarkable in the sense of added confidence increased opportunity, stronger relationships, expanded influence, and certainly an enviable reputation. Now, each of us is endowed with a conscience. In other words, you know right from wrong. 
And if you're not tuned into this feeling of right or wrong, it's easy for you to get off course. And the impact of violating character, these traits that we've talked about, is devastating. And it can result in broken lives and relationships, uh, shattered trust, destroyed organizations, prison time, disappointment, diminished opportunities, certainly reduced influence, and a tarnished reputation. So being true to character is a choice. And most often, you make that choice in the quiet recesses of your heart as you look in the mirror. And as you determine whether you will be true to character, you experience a defining moment, uh, which I refer to as the moment of truth. (laughs) And once you make that decision, it gets easier to either be true to character or to violate character. And your repeated actions make it a habit. So developing character is an ongoing learning process of making choices. Sometimes we make a mistake, and it doesn't feel good. It, it, it hurts, and things happen. But we learn from those mistakes. And so over time, you become finally tuned within to make the right choices because they feel right. They have a, a correct consequence. So you may make mistakes, but at those times, you can catch yourself and get back on the right track until one day, You are beyond reproach. You have mastered being true to characters. And what others see without is the exact same within. And that is the very heart of character. Now, it's interesting because strength of character, as we've just mentioned, is built over time as it's tested and refined and becomes tempered. And this is similar to what happens to steel or a diamond. At first, the raw materials of these substances are brittle or soft. But when heated white hot and compacted, literally the molecules change. And the end result is a material that is among the strongest known to man. And so as your integrity and honesty and respect for others is tested and tried and refined, You learn, and the molecules are changed, or your moral fabric is developed, and the end result is character that you can count on. And this character establishes a moral authority within that gives you great power and credibility without. And this is at the very heart of highly successful leaders, leaders that can be counted on. Leaders that can literally lead and provide influence through their moral authority. And so you're taught and reminded of this every day through personal experience, by watching others, by examining history and literature, and you can plainly see the consequences of being true to character or of violating it. Now, there are many examples Uh, that help us understand this better. I'd first like to turn to literature. (laughs) And in William Shakespeare's timeless classic, Hamlet, Polonius gives his son a, a blessing or a father's advice as he ventures out into the world. Uh, Polonius's advice is priceless 
and it lives across the centuries. Now, especially notice how he starts out. Uh, And here it is. And to these few precepts in thy memory, see thou character. And then he goes on and gives some powerful examples, aspects of it. Give thy thoughts no tongue, nor any unproportioned thought his act. The friends thou hast and their adoption tried, grapple them to thy soul with hoops of steel. I'm thankful to one of my mentors, Bill Jones, who taught me this one so wonderfully. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And this is stuck in my mind. Give every man thine ear, but few thy voice. Take each man's censor, but reserve thy judgment. Costly thy habit as thy purse can buy. (laughs) I think this great advice he's giving. Neither a borrower nor a lender be, for loan oft loses both itself and friend. And borrowing dulls the edge of husbandry. This above all. And this is one of my favorite lines of verse anywhere. To thine own self be true. And it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. As they departed, the father said to the son, Farewell and remember well what I have said to you. Being true to yourself is a hallmark of character, one that Shakespeare's fictional father committed to his son. And this is extraordinary advice for any parent to a son or daughter in today's world. As you think of a person that you greatly admire, being true to character is likely one of the master qualities of his or her life, whether manifest in a private way or observed in public life. Now, it's interesting because as you and I move through life, uh, you are likely have daily reasons to be reminded of this advice, to thine own self be true. And you'll just as likely, as you're just as likely to have daily opportunities to answer the critical question, will I be true to character? So when the waters are calm, it's easier to respond, I will, but... What about those times when things heat up and you're under blistering stress? It's those moments that really put character to to the test, the ultimate test. Here's a few examples that come to my mind. And then I'm going to finish up this podcast today with just a few examples. These are good for us to just hold up to the mirror, to think about ourselves. Uh, What can we do to be sure in our personal lives, in our relationships, and in our business and organizations, we are maintaining a high level of honesty and integrity, of course, which defines our character. So here's a few questions. This is when the fire heats up. How will you respond when you are mistreated, accused, bad-mouthed, hurt, or misunderstood? Or how will you respond when there is the opportunity to take advantage of another, and especially if no one would ever know? (laughs) I love that one. And how would you respond if you have the chance to take something that isn't yours, or you'll likely never be caught? And here's the last question as we just think about these, because they're ultimately a, a test for us. How will you respond In situations when you have power or position over others, will you maintain your character 
Or will you violate integrity and honesty, abandon respect for others, and fail to align with correct principles and by not treating people well? I'm always grateful for these moments when nobody else would ever know. Not long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, I took my wife to the dentist's office. And while I was there, I was sitting down and my wallet slipped out of my back pocket. I got a call the next day uh, from the dental office, or many offices there, by the way, that said that the cleaning lady found my wallet and turned it in. Fortunately, I got a call. Of course, nothing was missing. Isn't it wonderful when this happens anywhere around the world? When you lose something and somebody calls you, this is the wonderful example. Fortunately, I was able to call this lady, this cleaning lady, and give her my personal thanks and gratefulness and letting her know that I had worked to pay it forward. It's interesting that telling the truth isn't just about telling the truth. It's that uh, how about the things you may not be telling? Uh, in other words, are we telling the whole truth? <laughs> and born just a few years after American's Revolutionary War, Abraham Lincoln grew up in what is now the Midwestern United States in a time of horses and wagons and hand plows. The back country where he grew up had no neighborhood schools and few teachers, so Abe never did get much of an education. He and his older sister Sarah had to walk nearly two miles to the one-room school they were able to attend for a couple of years. And it wasn't long before Abe's family moved even further west to the small settlement of Pigeon Creek, Indiana. <laughs> and here Abe helped his father build a log cabin against the side of a hill. And when Abe was only nine years old, his mother died. Abe's father soon married another woman who brought her with a stepbrother and two stepsisters for young Abe and his sister. The new family was a happy one, and they all pitched in to accomplish the necessary work on the farm. And that summer, Abe had to clear some land that was covered with trees so the family could plant corn. And Abe's younger sister, Matilda, always wanted to go with him to the woods. But her mother forbade it because she was so young. <laughs> and one day, Matilda decided she was going to sneak out to the woods anyhow. <laughs> and when she finally arrived at the area Abe was clearing, she could barely see his tall, lanky body and the long-handled axe that was bobbing up and down among the thick trees. Uh, I know Matilda thought to herself, I'll sneak up behind Abe and surprise him. And so she quietly crept closer, hiding behind trees and stumps so that Abe wouldn't see her. And just as she finally caught up to him, she slipped and fell against the axe and cutting her foot. Uh, well, it was interesting because Abe wrapped his handkerchief tightly around her foot to stop the bleeding and held her until she stopped crying. And then he asked the obvious question here, well, what are you going to tell mother when she asked you how you cut your foot? <laughs> well, Matilda gave it some thought. I don't know. I, I guess I'll have to tell her I cut it on the axe. She doesn't need to know how it happened in the woods. Abe thought about this, and uh, 
thought about her response for a minute. And then he said, well, that's the truth. You did cut your foot on the axe, but that's not the whole truth. And as they continued the talk, Matilda finally understood that telling part of the truth wasn't enough and that getting scolded was a small price to pay for being honest. Abraham Lincoln was committed to living an honest life from a young age. He told the whole truth, even if it meant he'd get in trouble. And he encouraged others to do the same thing. And think how our, the country, the United States of America, was for, really fortunate to have Abe Lincoln as president, and especially such a crucial time that defined the entire future of the republic. And so much of his character gave him literally this type of presence that people respected that allowed him ultimately to have such an influence that he did as a leader. Now, there's another important aspect of honesty, and it's to tell the truth even though there is no chance anyone will ever find out whether you're lying. <laughs> well, that's what happened to a young man by the name of Bobby Palacio, who had only three tries to break the school record in the rope climb. And Bobby was keenly aware of the existing record. It was a mere 2.1 seconds. And he had thought of nothing else all weekend as he is going to participate in this competition. And as the boys lined up in the gym for the warm-up exercises, Coach Roberts told them in this real-life true experience that happened, today we'll be doing the rope climb. And as you know, the school record is 2.1 seconds. It's never been broken. Uh, and But I have a feeling that Bobby Palacio may break the record today. So everybody turned to Bobby with a thumbs-up gesture. <laughs> and they all think, well, okay, I can do this. Bobby thought, even the coach thinks I can do it. So I have to break this record. I can't let all these people down, <laughs> he mentioned. And then each boy would get three tries to break the record. Bobby was so nervous, he went to the end of the line and so all the other boys went first, and some got close to breaking the record, but didn't really happen. And then it was Bobby's turn. And with everyone shouting encouragement, Bobby jumped to the rope and climbed as fast as he could, left hand over right, right hand over left, all the while lifting his knees as high as he could. And he touched the wood at the top, slid down the rope, looking at the coach in anticipation. His time was... 2.1 seconds, <laughs> and he tied the record, but he did not break it. Disappointed, he walked to the end of the line and waited for his next try. Now, a second turn came, and he made it in two seconds flat, but the celebration was cut short when the coach, acting on a hunch, asked Bobby if he had actually touched the wooden support at the top of the rope. Lowering his head, Bobby replied, no, coach, I didn't touch the top. I missed it by a fraction of an inch. Tears in his eye, eyes, the, the coach blew his whistle to get everybody's attention. Gentlemen, I have something to tell you. Bobby has not set a new record today, but he has done something far greater. He has told the truth. Bobby is the only one who knew he did not touch the wood at the top. 
So we should all look up to him for his example. And for a moment, no one said a word about anything. And then one of the boys yelled, well, you still yelled, you still have another chance, Bobby, go for it. So at the signal, Bobby jumped higher than before and used every muscle he could to pull himself up higher. Bobby touched the top and came down, tired, out of breath, and hopeful. Coach Roberts looked at his stopwatch. You did it, Bobby, 1.9 seconds. Well, it was a great accomplishment to break the school record, but it was a far greater accomplishment to tell the truth. Bobby was honest, and no one would ever forget it. You build the fabric of your character by the things you repeatedly do. And over time, your repeated acts become habits and honesty, part of who you are. Now, today, as we reflect upon this great quality, I would like to just finish up with a, an example of character, of doing the things that we know are right is dictated by correct and timeless principles. This story happens to be, this last example, about General George Washington. And during one particularly difficult situation, General Washington was engaged in earnest consultation with Colonel Pickering until after nightfall. Uh, And Washington prepared to stay with Pickering overnight. And when asked if there was straw in a blanket, Primus, a black servant, responded, Oh, yes, plenty of straw blankets, plenty. Two humble beds were spread side by side in the tent, and the officers lay down while Prima seemed to be busy while he, you know, with his required duties before he himself could sleep. He worked or appeared to work on until the steady breathing of the two officers indicated that they were sleeping. And so seating himself on a box, he leaned his head on his hands to obtain as much rest as he could. Washington suddenly awakened in the middle of the night, looking around the tent, and he saw Primus. Washington rose up in his bed. Primus, what did you mean by saying you had strong blankets enough? Have you given up your blankets and straw to me that I may sleep comfortably while you're obliged to sit through the night? It's nothing, General, said Primus. It's nothing. I'm well enough. So go to sleep again, no, no matter about me. But Washington said, it does matter. And who then insisted that the servant share his bed, throwing open the blanket and moving to one side of the straw as he spoke, shocked at the idea of sharing a covering with the commander-in-chief, Primus nonetheless couldn't refuse the resolute and determined Washington, and there they both slept until morning. This is the example and the power of character early in the morning. But it's also in the middle of the day in every moment. It's why George Washington had such a loyal following. It's how George Washington was able to set such a great precedence of integrity in the office of the president and retiring after 
two terms uh, when he could have had much greater power. King George of England said of Washington, this truly is a man of the greatest character ever. Well, this is the message today for each one of us, is to be true to character. As I did research on things that uh, were present in highly successful leaders that had sustainable excellence, people that have touched our lives throughout all history, the high achievers, first and foremost of all qualities was being true to character. So this is fundamental to helping us strengthen our own lives, to finding greater happiness, peace, joy, confidence, trust with other people, being more successful in our relationships, and building companies that are best of class. Now remember, every single day you are making a difference. This is Steve Schallenberger, your host with Becoming Your Best. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. Don't forget, you can find more great episodes of the podcast at becomingyourbest.com forward slash podcast, along with great show notes, a full transcript of the episode, and all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Please share your comments and questions with us. We want to hear from you. The best way you can show your appreciation for our podcast is to leave an honest rating and review on iTunes. Now it's time for you to take action and truly start becoming your best. Remember, good, better, best. Never let it rest until the good is better and the better is best.